If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Hi, Crystal. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Oh, more than welcome. I can't wait for our discussion. Super excited. Thank you. Yeah. So let's start off by you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks. So my name is Crystal Morales, and I currently serve as the Director of Nursing Wellbeing for MedStar Health. And for those of you that aren't familiar, we're in the DMV, so we make up a big geographical footprint with 10 tertiary care centers, hundreds of ambulatory spaces, and I think currently we're at 33 urgent care centers. So pretty big, pretty big uh, touch point for us. Yeah, and Director of Wellbeing. That's right. This is an inaugural position. I am blessed and honored to actually be in this role to serve those that I love. And, you know, my background is in nursing. And so there's nothing better than to serve the nurse and to make sure that we have a program that, you know, brings wellness. It's not just at work, but it's at home, right? So there's a lot of different domains and it's my job. Like I said, it's my honor to really serve them, to make sure that we have a program in place. So they feel good when they come to work and feel supported. That's really important to me. I think that is so pivotal that your organization thought it was that important to create this position and then hire a nurse into the position. So can you tell us a little bit about what happened, what led up to them allocating funds and resources to fund your position? Yeah, it speaks volumes, doesn't it? And it makes me, um, I, I guess it just, it lets me know if I had any thought that I wasn't in the right place and really reassures me that I am where I need to be. So just a little background. I think it's really important that people recognize that at MedStar Health, that our well-being program was not a crisis response. So it wasn't in response to COVID. Actually, we had, uh, Dr. Dan Marchalik had been in this space for I, almost going on four years really looking at the research and bringing programs um, to MedStar Health, um, looking to really design what it wanted, what he wanted to look like, um, and then recognize we really need a nurse in this space because we make up such a big footprint, right? If you look at our associate size, nurses really account for the biggest majority of our associates. So it's really important that a nurse is advocating for those um, in that space. 
So we came together in January of 2021. So this was a new position for me, although I had been with MedStar Health in a previous role working on patient safety and high reliability. Those are my other loves. And uh, so we started working in the space, um, asking the nurses really what they wanted a well-being program. Like, well, wellness means something different to all of us. And I think it's really important that before we can design a program, we really have to ask those that are going to partake in the program what it is that they would like to see. It's not rocket science, right? Who would have so, thought of that? Yeah, exactly, right? Thought- <laughs> <laughs> Pretty rudimentary. I love that, though. But it really was important. And, and I think it would surprise you. And so the top three tiers, really, what they were looking for is they wanted stress management. Who doesn't want some tips and techniques on stress management? They wanted to know more about mental health. Like, help us really find words and language because we're just kind of putting all of these feelings that we have in one bucket and we're calling it stress. And in fact, you and I both know better than that. You know better than I do, but there's there's more language that comes along with it, defining it and naming it before we can really start to act on it. And then they were looking for other things like cost savings and relationships and communities. They wanted to feel connected. Like, you know, they were at where they belonged and they really wanted that. And so I really set out on a journey over this past year to do just those things. I will tell you that in November, MedStar just looked at the utilization rates of the program um, and just all of the positive support that you know, people were expressing about the programs and actually moved us into what is now the Center for Well-Being. So we actually have a center where we live, a one-stop shop. I can't even express how excited I, I wore my, my jacket today to represent in this space, but we have a one-stop shop now. So, you know, there's nothing worse than being really stressed and not knowing where to go for your resources. I always say if I'm stressed and you got I'm two clicks away, that's one click too many. And I'm not going to go. I just, I don't have the mental bandwidth to actually do that. So now everything that you want related to well-being is a one-stop shop. It's a center. You can come explore with us. And the hope is that we continue, not the hope, but really the plan, the vision is to continue to grow and develop that. Wow. That is amazing. Now, is MedStar a magnet institution? Yes, I'm so glad that you asked me that. Most folks don't. They kind of overlook that. And I am just so proud. Each one of our hospitals is on a journey to magnet or PCE. So everybody has their chosen uh, designation at this point. And so they are on their own journeys. For some of them, it's not the first time of being magnet uh, designated, but they are all working hard. And this is important, right? The voice of the nurse uh, demonstrating that the nurses have autonomy and really um, are in the best place for them. Wow. I'm like, I want to like hug you right now. I'm just I'm hugging you. <laughs> I'm just in awe that an institution felt it was so important to have this role, this space for nurses. And like you said, it was in the works even before COVID, but now even, you know, we're, we're still in COVID, but you know, it, it's that much more important. It just speaks volume to the leadership. So kudos to you and the entire uh, MedStar leadership team. Yeah. Um, so what does it look like, the programming? So we know that nurses come to work seven to three or seven to seven or, seven. you know, 12 hour shifts. That's so, right. So how, how does the programming kind of fit into the scheduling? So can you kind of take us through it? Yeah, absolutely. And this is the challenge, right? So this is what I try to explain to to folks who are like, well, I'd I'd love to, you know, create a space outside. And And I said, I think that's beautiful. We need something for everybody. But when I think about 
being a nurse and being at the bedside, I was quickly reminded that oftentimes we couldn't leave the bedside to take advantage of some of those great things that are happening. And we just really need to be with our patients and with our families. So we need to be creative about what those spaces look like on the unit and how we bring wellness to the front line. So with that very thing in mind, right, be creative. And sometimes it's really hard. It's difficult. And that space is, is it's busy and, and you just never know what's going to happen. But with that very thing in mind, we thought about how can we get resources to the nurse? How do we get to the front line to communicate about our program? We can't send emails. We can't post memos. It becomes wallpaper. We know this, right? So we started a wellness lounge. This is, was one of the most creative things I think that Metzger did. Initially, we had a team that had um, purchased a radio flyer wagon, and they had really branded it, painted it blue, and had, it became um, with a, a MedStar wellness wagon. And I loved it. I thought it was just genius, and it was so fun. And wellness should be fun. That's my wellness love language. And so um, they actually came together as a team and assembled wagons for each one of our entities. And I started initially with the wagon, a little bit of refreshment. So we did fun snacks and, of course, water. And we would go and we would talk about the resources that we had. Remember, I told you that we had, re we had lots of resources, but um, they were in different locations. So we created what was called uh, the Here For You. So we took all of our resources put it in, in one site and then created a QR code for it. So just like when you go to a restaurant, you scan the QR code, nobody has menus anymore. This took them to their well-being menu. So this was great. So we're doing wellness rounds, gathering people around, we're handing out the resource card and I'm talking about the resource. And I thought, you know, this is fun, but let's add to it. So then from there, I started to add in um, three-minute exercises that we do with resistance bands, so upper and lower body. And again, for those that can participate, sometimes you might not be able to, and that's okay because, you know, I try to find different times where I think it could potentially fit into their work schedule. But, you know, as a nurse, you just never know what your day is going to be like. Even if you plan it to the best of your ability, it just that never works that way. And then from there, it was just so much fun. It was a nice time to come together, to build that rapport, to talk really openly about resources and normalizing the fact that we should take advantage of resources and stop wearing stress as a badge of honor. This is bad. We need to get away from that. And so creating a safe space, talking about self-care, which I'm certain, you know, you know, nurses, we're really good at taking care of people. We're not that good at taking care of ourselves. And so really just starting to step into that space and saying, but what are you doing for you? And what do you need today? That's what's important to me. So I know when, when the nurse feels supported and we take really great care of her or him, that that extends to the patient on the front line. So that's really important. Oh so then they were like, Crystal, but what about stress management? I was like, okay, we need to add to wellness. So we um, have a couple of resilience coaches that have just been hired into the system. Imagine that. So that just further demonstrates MedStar's commitment to well-being, that they're allocating budget and really seeing the impact that it has on the front lines. And they said, you know, sometimes um, it's really hard to do your best work when you don't feel grounded, when your stress levels are too high, you start to forward think or you're constantly living in the past, like, I wish I would have done this. And so neither are healthy. And so we talk, started talking about how we could teach that, to recognize that. We've all been there. I've been six conversations into something that hasn't even played out, right? We've all been there. And that's super stressful. So when this happens, I'm going to do this. And when this happens, and so And we recognize that stress 
really contributes to that. So we started um, practicing grounding and bringing it to wellness grounds. So we bring a lot of different um, tactile grounding and soothing grounding. So put together what we call wellness kits. And so this is something now we take on wellness grounds. So inside the wellness kit, we try to practice different approaches to, um, to grounding. Remember, it's not there's something for everybody, but not every technique will work for you. And that's what I try to tell people. So not all of them work for me, but you find something that works for you and kind of stick to it. So inside of our kit, we'll, we introduce it as grounding. And um, the first tool that I, I'll tell you that everybody loves, uh, it, it's crazy. And I wish I had one to, to share with you. I usually have them in my pockets. It's actually an, an acupressure ring. So it's a small ring. It actually looks like ponytail. And the first thing I say is don't put it in your hair. That's not what it's for. It will get stuck. So the idea is it's based on reflexology. And uh, if you think about the emotions, like all emotions are important. That's what I tell everybody. So never ignore your emotions. They're all important. But anytime that we have an overabundance of any emotion, it can make us feel like we're not grounded. And so we can use the reflexology card, which demonstrates that each finger has a different emotion. If you're feeling like irritability, you might want to use the, the middle finger. So the idea is the acupressure ring actually goes on the finger. And with the opposite hand, you're just going to kind of roll up and down. It's a fidget of sorts, but it helps to kind of calm, relax, and get you grounded. By far the most popular tool. And it's great because they carry them in their pockets. So some of the other things that we share on, on rounding are different essential oils. So we all have been wearing masks and so I'm looking for calming, those soothing smells that can, can, can help us bring ourselves back together. A little dab inside the mask goes a long way. The nurses love it. So some of the other things are like stress balls. And we talk about the importance of how to actually use a stress ball instead of just kind of like pumping it up, but really kind of like back and forth bilateral brain stimulation, using both your hands to get grounded. And then we're always looking for fun fidgets. So we've started to um, pass out poppers. And so it's a tactile, but the noise. So a lot of people love that. And so it's been fun. And then we talk about um, how to incorporate some of those things with our families, right? So not only have we been impacted, but our families have been impacted by all of this. And what I found is that the nurses love having these strategies for themselves, but then being able to go home and share things with their families as well. So it's 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 really been um, a, a big step in the right direction for us. It's wellness at work and wellness at home. Wow. This is amazing. This is like why I do what I do. I need every Aww. institution to implement this because I want to work at MedStar. <laughs> like, it I want you to work at MedStar with me. <laughs> it makes me want to come there because I haven't heard of this. No. I have not heard of anything like this. I think, you know, a lot of institutions have wellness directors, which is was in response to COVID, right? But yeah. I love the fact that you said we bring it to the nurses. You bring the wagon and, and you're engaging and you hired more resources, resilience coaches. Yeah, we have to go to them, right? We have to go to the front lines. That's really important. Um, wow. It just demonstrates, like, I'm here for you. I hear you. And I, by by no means am I suggesting that that's going to take away all of your stressors. It doesn't. But it's just, I think it's equipping people with a bunch of tools um, and knowing that we're constantly trying to look for ways to help, to help them and to engage those that want to be engaged right? And wellness. That's the important thing. And something for everybody, right? If you think of the span of the nurse, um, we have new to practice nurses. We have nurses that are in the middle of their career. And then we have nurses who are working towards the, the end part of their career. So I think it's really important that we establish something for everybody. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and one thing for nurses, you know, I always say the resources are there, but you have to have an open mind to try sure. things like the grounding. And I was actually watching a video on ground. It's like a evidence-based type thing where yeah. they go outside without their shoes and they talk about we wear shoes too much. So we're not always really grounded. It's like a whole thing. Um, but I think nurses have to be open-minded to try new things, right? So if you come with your wagon and the ring and like, try it, don't knock it. Many times we're kind of stuck in our ways, which I call like the fixed mindset, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I've always been, it's never going to work. But to, for MedStar to like have this position, initiatives, programs, coaches, like we have to, okay, you have it now. We have to accept it. We have to be open to, you know, bring that in. So wow. you, they, they are, they really are. They ask great questions. Like I said, if it's not even for them, they'll say, can you, can you help me right now with, you know, my teenager, this is what my family's going through. I'm like, take, take one for your family. I'm living my best life ever when my family's good at work. I, you know, I'm coming, I'm productive. I, I you know, I have vision, I have purpose but it's really hard to be um, in that mindset when you're, you're wondering what's going on with your family at home. And so I always am like, yes, take one for your family. This is how you do it. This is great. And they're always really grateful for that. And I want to just point out you, you're like lit up. You are like talking about it. Like, you know what I mean? So even you being a nurse, you are being fed, you know, your health and wellness is being fed through what you're doing. You're totally aligned. So what I tell them all the time is oftentimes they're like, oh gosh, Crystal, thank you. This was so much fun. I needed this. And um, I'll say, you know, they're like, this is so great. We're so appreciative of you. And I'll say, I I know you guys don't believe this, but I need you just as much as you need me. Right. There's, there's something so powerful about it. And and it really is. And I, I love being there with them. I love giving my energy to them. Um, They are doing amazing work. You know, like nurses have always been heroes, right? They've always been doing great work. And so it really feels great to, to be serving them. That's awesome. Now, Crystal, I have a question regarding the wellness program and all the initiatives. Has it helped with retention? Have you guys seen, have any objective data on how this is helping or working? Yeah. I, you know, I would love to say, yes, I I would definitely love to step into that space. And I, I would say it's probably too early to know at this point, but what we're really actually looking at is our utilization rates of our programs. And so this has been a key indicator for us that people are stepping into that space uh, and finding value in it because we have folks that are going back, right? So, oh, I've used it. I, I found benefit in it and now I'm going to go back. And so our utilization rates have continued to soar, which in our eyes is positive. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we're, we're, we're normalizing, we're creating psychological safety and just normalizing the fact that it, that we should be reaching out for help. So I always try to share with people, Right. We go to the eye doctor every year. We love to see, we love to get our eyes checked. It's really important. We go to the dentist every six months to keep those chompers clean. It's really important. So who's up here with us? And, mm-hmm. and why are why do we feel like we need to be in a crisis before we reach out for help? We just need to normalize it. I feel like we should just have standard check-ins with folks um, just to kind of talk about where we're at. Maybe we're just goal setting. Maybe there's something that's bothering us. And the biggest thing that I, I think um, one of our resilience coaches shared with me and it was so powerful and I still continue to communicate it is, you know, you, you're not broken. Nothing's wrong with you. You know, you're reaching out for support. There's nothing wrong with you. Your body is reacting to what's going on in the environment. It's signaling to you like, wow, the environment is tough right now. It's crazy. You know, it's, it's okay. It's not you. It's just the response to the environment. 
And that has really um, allowed me to communicate to the nurses in a different way to say, nothing's wrong with you, right? The world, the world is tough right now. It's okay. We should be checking in and supporting people. And so that has really started to change the dynamic. Yeah. And I think that utilization trend speaks volume, by the way. I was actually reading an article. They're saying that um, people are not utilizing the resource like EAPs, the stigma that's attached to that. Now, do you guys still have your EAP in addition? to? We do. We do. So that's really important to us. So we have different levels of support. So when we think about our peer to peer support, so we actually launched a hotline that is available to all of our associates um, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we take care of this. So myself, along with other colleagues, are on call. So 24 hours a day, seven days a week. What I love about it, though, is that you can call and you can remain anonymous. We don't take any information. It's completely confidential because our goal is really to get you to the resource that you need. And maybe you just need to vent. You don't need a resource. That's okay. We're completely here for you. Our Care for the Caregiver program is another peer support that we offer as well internally. And then we have our resilience coaching. Now, our partnership with our EAP is important because we can get our associates connected with that coaching and that counseling, those different levels of support that, that, you know, that our associates need. We all need that. So it's really important. The distinction, I think, in our program that differs from a lot of other programs is that our resources are available to our associates' family members. Because remember, I keep going back to say, like, if our family's not good, then we're not good. We all have to collectively be good so they can take advantage of our EAP as well. Now, the other thing that we have that I think is a little bit different is that we have access to expedited mental health appointments. So access is very limited. It, It just is. It just doesn't exist. If you're trying to establish care and you don't have care already established, it could be a three month waiting period. And a lot of the nurses have came back and said, I'm trying to do this, Crystal, but I can't get in. And um, so we knew that we needed to do something in this space. And so um, with Dan Marchalik, our executive director, and Heather Hartman Hall, who um, sits on our steering committee as well, she's the director of our behavioral health services, they were able to um, create what is an expedited mental health appointment. So our, our mental health providers provide direct access to our associates in real time and can provide that short treatment. So that way, while they're on that list to get into establish that long-term care, they'll provide that short-term, that they'll bridge that care for them, which has been amazing for them. Because if you're waiting, if you're not good and you're reaching out and you're going to wait three months, that's not great. So this is a way for us to, to bridge that gap for them, if you will. Wow, that is amazing. That's what I, I keep saying amazing, but it, it, it's, it's like, wow. It just shows you really care about about your nurses. And thank you. I'm saying thank you on behalf of the nurses you serve, but that that is awesome. Um, before we kind of round out uh, this episode, I, I want to ask you, um, if someone's listening, a director of a hospital institution, and they want to implement something like this, but don't know where to start, what are some steps, initial steps they can take or consider in trying to get something like this up and running at their institution? You know, what's amazing is there are pockets of greatness in every organization. And the first thing that I I would do um, is just make a list of all of the things that are currently going on, right? Because sometimes it's just consolidating the forces that are that are already working. When we think about peer support, we're like, oh man, my gosh, what are we going to do? And then we started to think about all the great communicators across our system. Think about pastoral care, palliative care. Just those folks that you know are always in ear and start to build the program that way. So think about what already exists and how to consolidate it. So that way it's under one roof. One-stop shops are super important. 
Um, and I've always shared with anybody, you know, listen, I'm an open book. If if you just want to run some ideas past, people can always reach out to me. You know, sometimes it's just helping them kind of think about what the vision looks like and and how to um, how to get the ear and how you can demonstrate that that there's a return. Because we're always looking at like, what's the ROI? What's the ROI for this, right? And so it's pretty clear what the ROI is when it when it comes to wellness. And clearly, I mean, MedStar, they they have the vision to continue to support it. I mean, the center demonstrates their commitment um, to the continued growth of the program. Yes. And how can people get in contact with you? I know we'll put everything in the show notes, but can you tell people quickly how to get in contact with sure. you? Sure. Yes. So um, you can contact me at crystal.l.morales at medstar.net. Or you can also come to my podcast too, which Wendy, I'd love to have you on, but I do host a podcast. It's called Scrub In. So you can subscribe that way. Um, there's a lot of episodes already up where we talk about different things that are affecting our healthcare um, providers, a lot of them in the mental health space as well, a lot in resilience and things like that. So I'd love to host host you if you'd like to discuss a topic, come see me and love it. Love to bring resources to the nurses. That's awesome. And we'll put a link to your podcast in the show notes too. So please subscribe to her podcast, mm-hmm. reach out to her. And before we end, can I take you through a rapid fire? Is that okay? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> okay, oh, first sure. thing to your mind, uh, just let me know. So wellness means? Uh, ha- happiness connection. I know I'm stressed when? I cry. My go-to stress management solution is? My husband. Oh. <laughs> He's my partner in crime. The last time I had a belly laugh was? This morning. Can you tell us more? Uh, so I'm partnering with some stress first aid initiatives with Heather Hartman Hall, who's uh, our psychologist in the space. And we just, we normalize what happens in our lives, <laughs> right? <laughs> we, we're flawed, right? We're not perfect. We're completely flawed. And so it's, she always creates psychological safety and I, she gives me grace mm. um, and she makes me laugh. And when you talk about the things that happen and she's like, yeah, that happens to me too. And so we just laugh and it's just feels so good. It's relatable, right? You're not alone. Completely, completely. We're all flawed, right? What advice would you give to a nurse out there struggling right now? (sighs) Go to the person that you're most connected with um, and and share with them. Share with what's going on. Um, You have to talk about it. Feelings and emotions, if you put them on layaway, at some point they will want to be paid for. So you can either decide when to cash out, right? or it will decide to cash itself out. And that's why, please don't hold it in. Find somebody that you feel connected with and just just give them, you know, ask if they have a space bandwidth for you to share what's on your mind. Awesome. And my last question is, one thing, what is one thing you learned about yourself during this pandemic? Oh my gosh. One thing that I learned about myself this pandemic, oh, how to prioritize what's important. Yes. Not not every when everything's important, nothing's important. Very true. Competing, competing. Yeah. Yes. Well, Crystal, this was great. Um, I'm so excited that we had this discussion, and I will have to definitely have you back because I want to know more. I'm gonna about have to have you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here with us. This was awesome. Wendy, thank you. I appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Are you feeling stressed? or overwhelmed in your personal or professional life? If like so many of us, the answer is yes, 
register for the free Stress Solution Series to learn how to craft your very own personalized stress blueprint. Secure your spot at www.stresssolutionseries.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.